Hey, all you queers. It's Ivy. And B. Today is episode two out of our three-part Pride series, and we're going to be taking some time to acknowledge each of the flags that represent all of the lovely humans in our community. And we really didn't get through all of them, but we have about 22 flags we're going to go through with you. So, Oh, yeah. I didn't even know all of these flags existed. Yeah, so this no, is going to be a lot a of information. Lot. <laughs> like we mentioned last time, a lot of flag colors overlap with each other. So we're here to kind of decipher all of that, give you the rundown of it. So pull up a chair and get ready to lick it up. So just for an update, the beginning of every episode, we're going to kind of give you guys a little... A little rundown. A little gay news. So for the first time in U.S. history, the LGBTQ plus community is under a national state of emergency. Uh, it was declared by the Human Rights Campaign. Is that not insane? Um, it's 2023. For the first time ever. I know. It's 2023. I can't, I can't even fathom that we're backwards. in this. I know. Um, it's ridiculous. There have been 525 state bills, and 220 of those have been a target on the trans community specifically. Wait, is that this year alone or? This past year alone. Wow. But as of current time, there are 70 that have become law. So that includes like the don't say gay bill, all the stuff going down in Florida, Texas. But in good news, for every Florida, there is a Michigan. Thank God for Michigan. Michigan is now the 22nd state that has signed LGBTQ plus protections into law. Also, according to the human rights campaign. So. Yeah, I mean, with the human rights campaign kind of helping out our community and all of that. It's also easy to forget that we do have allies in the world. Mm -hmm. Will Tyler James, I don't know what show y'all remember him from. I remember him from Everybody Hates Chris. I know him from Let It Shine on Disney Channel. <laughs> oh my That's God, how I, I knew him. I forgot he was in that. Um, but he's also on Abbott Elementary. I've mm -hmm. never actually watched it, but I've heard that it's really good. So I saw a post this morning, actually. We were scrolling on Instagram trying to come up with our recent gay news, and he came forward because he's been subjected to speculation on his sexuality and things like that for years. And he finally decided to put the rumors to rest through Instagram stories. How else do you do it? <laughs> In this day and age, that's all we got. But he basically had a lot to say about it. His big thing is that being straight and being gay, neither of them have a specific look. You mm -hmm. can do it however you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. It doesn't matter. Well, not wherever anymore. But doesn't matter. He said usually he doesn't address this stuff, but this conversation's bigger than him. And that's what, in my opinion, most of the world isn't realizing is that it does affect them in some form or fashion. Oh, yeah. They don't even realize they know gay people that aren't going to be able to live as freely anymore. Mm -hmm. So to have somebody like this speak out was just a really big thing and a really wonderful thing to read, to see, and just to hear. And this reminds me of, I can't remember what show it was, but popular show. This kid was on it and he played a bisexual. Oh, I know where you're going with this. He was playing a character and people started to point out his actions and how he spoke and started calling him out for being in the community. So much so where this poor kid had to come out and say, quote unquote, thank you all so much. You guys made me come out of the closet. And also what the sad part is, is that half of the people that were pointing fingers at him weren't the straight people. They're people in our community that are trying to get these people. It's almost know, out of desperation because they want more people to be in the community. It's understandable. It's like a desperate reach for it. But you, but you know how you felt. That. You know how you felt when you came out. That was your heart stopper. That's that what was it was. It. That's Thank what you. the show was. <laughs> the show was called Heartstopper. Yes, because we kid. touched on it in the canceled queer shows. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Poor yep. kid. Well, I mean, even 
as I was talking about Will Tyler James, he said overanalyzing someone's behavior in an attempt to catch them. I, say I like quotes, that. I love how he said that. Catch exactly. them because they are. Yeah, but that directly contributes to the anxiety that a lot of queer or queer questioning people are facing. And that just adds to the fear of living out your truth. You don't want to put yourself in a position where people are trying to tell you who you are, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's just, You're... it's a weird icky thing it's sad because these people are putting themselves in the public eye for us to see and people that haven't been in the public eye who have come out have been lucky enough some people have been lucky enough where they kind of can decide on their own when they want to do it how they want to do it granted a lot of people do get outed like if you're not a celebrity you do get outed but yeah but it's just never like front page it's never front page of the news it might be your group in high school but it's never like the world yeah coming at you it's a completely different thing and i can't imagine this kid was young too yeah he's a young kid exactly and that's what james said it even just it eliminates all safe spaces yeah you don't feel like you can have those conversations or those interactions and it's just uncomfortable i mean his own community betrayed him i know it's heartbreaking but That is why we have so many flags and so much representation, because even in a cruel, gross world such as the one we're in right now, you have something that's yours. We're going to let our freak flags fly, ladies and gentlemen. Something like that. (laughs) Something like that. But like we said, there are 22. So just buckle up and get ready. There are more more flags, but we're just kind of giving you a... Well, we don't want to make this an hour-long episode. It could be be very much an hour-long episode, but we're going to keep it short and sweet. Hopefully. Hopefully. But we're also not going to skimp you all on any information. No. We're going to give it all to you. Hopefully it's not too long. So I'm kind of going to let B run this conversation just because she did do most of the research on it. I'm here to make the comments that all of y'all are probably making, but in her ear. So she has to answer them. Great. So yeah, I guess logically you'd start with the original Pride flag, right? Yes, and we brought that up last episode. We talked a little bit about the original Pride flag. It has pretty much all the same colors as the rainbow flag does, except it included pink and turquoise. Sex and art, baby. I think pink was sex, turquoise was art. But they took them out of the flag because the colors and the paint was too expensive. So they removed them. Mm, They said, bye-bye, sex and art. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, sure. Okay. But our updated rainbow flag became popular after the assassination of San Francisco's supervisor, Harvey Milk. And we will be discussing Harvey Milk in episode three of our Pride series. Yeah, we'll get into him a lot. The movie Milk was after him. Great movie. I never actually watched that movie. It was Oscar nominated if it didn't win. So it was a big movie. Okay, we're going to go home and watch that. Uh And for a period of time, they sold flags that included just their turquoise. They took out pink, left turquoise so that it had seven stripes. How weird. I wish I had one of those. That would be so cool. I feel like we'd have a little unique piece of history. Yeah. But most recently, I think as of 2018, the Progress flag was released. Yeah, that was after Black Black Lives Lives Matter. Matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It includes both black and brown stripes to acknowledge queer people of color. Without them, we wouldn't have pride. They're the ones that inspired the first pride. So they need to be represented. Of course. And then they have white, pink, and blue for the representation of trans and different gender identities. We like to see it. I love it. Next, we had the transgender flag, I believe. Yes. We actually touched on that a little bit in the first episode of this series. Mm -hmm. But it's inclusive of intersex, transitioning, gender neutral, Mm -hmm. really anyone. All that. And it's just 
freaking beautiful. I love it's the colors. It's my favorite flag out of all of them. It looks like cotton candy to me. I really it like really it. It really does. And the meaning's pretty cool. Take a listen to our last episode because we kind of go in depth about what it means. And it's actually a cool meaning. Yeah. Um, so in case y'all didn't listen to the first one yet, because you will, but the transgender flag and the rainbow flag, that's the two that we discussed in yes. there. We included them here, but the details are in the first episode. Exactly. So from the transgender flag, we have the bisexual flag. Michael Page created that in 1998. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's the pink, purple, and blue. Pink is the attraction to the same gender. It's weird. Like, you don't think about it because it's in the community, but the pink and the blue are associated with the with binary. Gender. You but- can see when the flags start to change with the gender identities coming out and being more prominent because they stop using blue and pink. Yeah, they start using what, like yellow, orange, yeah. purple, because that doesn't represent a gender. So in bisexual flag, the pink is same gender attraction. The blue is the attraction to the different gender. And the purple is when you're attracted to both of the genders. That is so neat. Right? And then the lesbian flag was created by Emily Gwen. I don't know the date. But the colors are dark orange, orange, white, pink, and then dark pink. Hmm, tell me what they mean, please. So the dark orange is gender nonconformity. Okay. The orange is community. Oh. This one made me giggle because oh. the white. <laughs> I don't think I know where you're going. The white is a connection to womanhood. But how? Now think of that. The, the only way I see the connection to womanhood is like purest virginity bullshit. You're the Holy Mary spirit. Like, Protect your flower, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's sacred. That's kind of what I got from that. So that made me yeah. laugh. Um, back on it. Pink is serenity and peace. And then dark pink is femininity and sex. So they did put sex in there. They just took it out of like the big one overall. Yep. They said lesbians can keep the sex. And then you had mentioned you didn't know a date, but actually mm-hmm. I believe it was 2018 because it was around the same time as the progress flag, I think. Okay. But See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Emily Gwen actually was like a blogger and put it on Tumblr, I think it was. Oh. And that's kind of where it got its Tumblr. traction. Tumblr was so gay back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So another flag that... Many people know of. Yeah, many people know this flag. The pansexual flag. This is where, as B mentioned, we kind of start. We still have our binary colors, but we start to pull neutral colors in. So if you don't know what pansexual is, pansexual is the attraction when you're not limited by a specific gender or genders, but you're attracted to who they are as a person inside, not their sex. So So it doesn't matter about their gender. It's who they are. Essentially personality. Correct. Essentially personality. I feel like everybody's a little pansexual. Everybody's a little, right? Yeah. Right. That's why everyone is fluid. I mean, you can label yourself if you want, but but humans are fluid. Everybody's a little pansexual, even yeah. if you're straight. Quote, quote. Like, if you, you like you're a personality. If you like a personality, you're pansexual. Guess what? <gasps> straight people are a part of the community, bro. Yeah. They're all pansexual. <laughs> Suck like on that. it. I'm like, but <laughs> given the rundown of the colors. So a pansexual flag is pink, yellow, and blue. Oh, okay. So not like super different from it's the It's really flag. not. It's really not, actually. So the pink and the blue mean the same thing as the bisexual. So pink is attraction to same gender, blue attraction to the different gender. But this is where we get different. There is yellow in the center. And yellow is attraction to those who identify as genderqueer, non-binary, agender, androgynous, or anyone who doesn't fit the male-female binary. 
that's for you. So they genuine, they really did use it like a neutral color. Correct. That's pretty cool. Correct. Next. <laughs> We're just on a list here. Sorry. Next flag. I get We're excited. So the next one we have up is intersex flag. Now this one I really don't know. It was created by Morgan Carpenter in 2013. Wow. These are like weirdly recent. Yep. And this is sometimes in the progress flag. Okay. Um, Wait, the circle. The circle. So it's a golden oh. yellow flag with a purple circle. Once again, gender neutral colors. Yeah. And they're avoiding all symbols that have anything to do with gender at all. And I think it's really cool because if you think about the female symbol with the, the circle line and, like, and the, the plus, two. and then you think of the male and it's the arrow. Mm-hmm. Intersex is oh. literally, they just took out the things and just made it the circle. Wow. My brain is like exploding. Isn't that interesting? That's so cool. I'm so happy about all this. Look at us. There's meanings to everything. There's still happiness in this world, y'all. You just got to find flag. it. For yeah. Ivy's really happy about I'm, these flags. I'm beaming. Y'all just don't know it. <laughs> okay, You're asexual beaming. is next. Go. Oh my God. <laughs> well, the asexual flag was created back in 2010. All right, there we go. That's early. All right, all right, all, all right. right. All right, all right, <laughs> But the colors are black, gray, white, and purple. And this is where the colors start to not represent the same thing. Yeah. Like we mentioned, different colors, same meaning. Or same color, different meaning. It gets confusing. It's tricky, but that's why we're here. Exactly. So the black in the flag means asexuality. The gray in the flag means demisexual or gray asexuality. What is gray asexuality? So I kind of had trouble understanding this, but from what I can understand is sexuality shows up but there must be a prior strong emotional connection or bond. Oh, okay. What does the white and purple mean? So the white is non-asexual allies or partners, so all allies. And then purple is the community. So, so the, when the they say like non-asexual, it allies represents people in the community as well. Yep. Not just like straight allies. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. And then the next flag is the non-binary flag. It was created by Kyle Rowan in 2014. Okay, so we're starting to get a little more consistent here. Exactly. The colors are yellow, white, purple, and black. So the yellow stands for people completely outside of the gender binary. White is people with multiple genders. Purple is people whose identity incorporates aspects of male and female. And then the black is not identifying with any specific gender. Okay. It's getting I just have to like kind of take a step back because sometimes things start to sound the same to me. And I have to kind of see how these differentiate but I think I'm getting it oh yeah and if you guys pull up all flags it's much easier to see them as we're speaking about them to yeah, understand what they look like person. people are <laughs> visual learners I get that google all the flags have them next to you while we're doing this a lot easier that's what I did anyways we're going to continue on though the next flag is the agender flag it was created by Salem X in 2014 the colors are black and white gray and green Ooh, we introduced a new color right so the black and white, they both represent the absence of gender. So kind of the same thing as the non-binary flag, what yeah. the black represents. That makes sense. Right? And then the gray is semi-genderless. The gray area. The gray See, area. I'm having to draw parallels here. Exactly. The green, though, here we go, is the opposite of purple. So blue and pink is purple. So usually it's like the blue is the male, pink, female equals purple, both. Okay. But green has no tie to gender. So it's a genderless color, non-binary genders. Interesting. Okay. So Hmm. keep that in mind. Green is used a lot in that way. Yeah, I do remember green being really heavy in the, like, latter part of this episode. Exactly. 
So the next flag, I think Ivy's going to kind of dive into this in a little bit. She really likes this flag a lot. So I'm going to let her speak on this one. You already know I talk about fluidity a lot. So this is the gender fluid flag. It was created by J.J. Poole in 2013, I believe. And it actually had five colors that symbolize the varying forms of gender fluidity. Hmm. So there's pink, blue, white, purple, and black. Okay. Pink, as usual, is associated with feminine energy. Blue is masculine. White is the lack of gender completely. Purple, like B just mentioned, is the combination of pink and blue. So it is just combining masculine, feminine. You kind of have both, you know. And then black is genders that don't share traits with either femininity or masculinity. Hmm. So you're just, you know, you're in the middle. You're just floating, doing your thing. (laughs) You're vibing. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of where we're going at with these next few flags. What's the next one? The next one is polysexual, which is really cool, really interesting because I just didn't know much about it Mm -hmm. because I'm used to the polyamory flag. Mm -hmm. Before we even start, I want it noted. These are two different terms. Polysexual and polyamory are completely different. Mm -hmm. So polysexual is essentially attracted to multiple different genders, but it does not mean that you're attracted to all of them. So you could be attracted to non-binary, but not be attracted to males specifically. You could be attracted to women and not males. You could be attracted to males and not females, but you could also be attracted to non-binary people. It opens a whole new realm. Exactly. (laughs) It's kind of whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So pink attracted to women, blue attracted to men. And then we see green come in again where Mm -hmm. you're attracted to non-binary or any other gender identity. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's really... No restraints in this. What's the difference between the polysexual flag and the polyamory flag, though? So the polyamory flag is basically a representation of multiple romantic relationships. But keep in mind, all parties must consent for it to be polyamorous. Okay? (laughs) We do consent here. But it was created by Jim Evans in 1995, which actually kind of blew my mind because it was, you know, kind of a long time ago. When? 1995. It's because men wanted multiple (laughs) relationships. They said, make this They said, quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's go. So there's blue, red, black, and yellow. Okay. So the red's new. Blue, we're differentiating from other blues that we mentioned. This blue in polyamory represents openness and honesty of all parties. So, you know, that's kind of an important thing when you're in a relationship with multiple people, I would assume. Communication is key. Yes. People have said that. They put it in a flag. So they mean business. (laughs) They mean business. I'm not kidding. But anyways, then red, of course, represents your love, your passion. And then black is in support for people who can't come out as poly. And then yellow is the value placed on an emotional attachment to others. So this is kind of where we get a little intense. So it's seen using symbols as well. Yeah, I remember seeing it has all the colors, and then in the middle, there is a symbol. Yes, and it can change. So one of them is the pie symbol, and there's so many explanations as to why it's there and why they decided this is the symbol, this is it. But most have agreed that it stands for infinite love among partners. Because the number goes on forever, like pie. Yeah, and you know, you had mentioned actually that you saw a new flag. Yes. With different colors. Yes. Oh, my God, I did see that. There is a completely new poly flag. Both are poly. We're not discounting either flag. Both are poly. This is just a different one. But the one that you're talking about are all those colors plus the pie symbol. The one that I saw, the colors are white, magenta, blue, purple, and gold. Well, that's a difference. the black went to white. So a blank canvas or hope, so to speak. Oh, oh, wait, that's cute because the black meant for people that can't Can't come come out. out, So now they they get their blank slate. Oh my gosh, that's great. Exactly. See, there's all meanings in here. It's actually really cool. 
Uh, red went to magenta, which is not just love and attraction, but desire as well. Blue stays and means exactly the same thing. Which was? Openness and honesty of all parties. Okay. So communication. Yes. The purple was added. It's a united and non-monogamous community. Oh, that that's means. pretty cool. Yeah, right. because I, I will say, I feel like a lot of people do judge polyamory oh, yeah. and well, polyamorous relationships. Yeah, but um, y'all probably didn't realize everybody needs the consent. So, And also, a lot of y'all probably should be in them. Yeah, it, it's better than cheating. A lot of monogamy should be in poly relationships, but you don't think that because it's in the community, and so there's a stigma around it, so you don't want to be in it. But Do you know what else there's a stigma around? Cheating. Anyways, back, go back for to it. The colors. Yellow went to gold to represent energy and perseverance. And then the symbol changed from a pie symbol to a heart with a chevron. A chevron? Oh, Similar like the, to the triangle? Flag. Yeah, the, the, the triangle. Okay. And that symbolizes growth and progress. So the heart, though, is love in all forms. And that's the core of non-monogamy. Oh, my gosh. Love in all forms. That's really Isn't beautiful. Really cool? Yeah, that's know. actually really beautiful. I learned so much looking all this stuff up. I learned a lot. We weren't lying when we said that there was so much information. It has to be a three-part series. A lot. Because, I mean, you kind of see, like, precursors leading up to different flags in this. So there's just a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have the gender queer flag, which was created by Marilyn Roxy in 2011. And it was actually the first representation of all non-binary and gender queer humans, people out in the world prior to 2014, because the non-binary flag was made in 2014. Ah, I got you. Yeah. So this was kind Before of like that. essentially their little umbrella flag. Now they have their the own. precursor. Yeah, the precursor. I gotcha. love that. I've been on a kick with that word recently. <laughs> but anyways, the gender queer flag had lavender, dark green, and white. Those are some new colors. Yeah, so lavender was a combination of pink and blue, Mm. I guess just like a less harsh version of purple. And it symbolized a mixture of female and male rather than, you know, I I guess they just like lavender better, look prettier. And then dark green identified beyond the gender binary, which kind of is like green, but Mm. this one's even further. And then white is your agender or gender neutrality, just inclusivity, essentially. That's awesome. Yeah. I will say there's something about all these flags. They're the most inclusive they could possibly be. Oh, yeah. But the next one is the demisexual flag, mm-hmm. which is very similar to the asexual flag. But be, I don't really know exactly what demisexual is. So can you explain that to me a little bit? So demisexuality is similar to asexuality. However, there are some clear differences. Asexuality is when you're attracted to the person not the sex so there's not much sexuality going on it's more emotional connection right and demisexuality is there's still the presence of both however when you first meet them you have to form emotional connection with them before the sexual connection can come into play Hmm. so it's kind of like how you know like the difference in men and women how women tend to need more of emotional bond yeah sorry i'm just trying to draw parallels to let my brain understand it exactly so that's what demisexuality is oh okay well That's pretty cool. So now we'll go through the colors. They've got black, gray, white, purple, but they mean different things. So black represents asexuality, gray represents demisexuality, white represents sexuality, and purple represents community. So after listening to your explanation, asexuality is essentially just a part of demisexuality. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So now we're going to get into the um, interesting ones that (laughs) that I didn't know of. So the aromantic flag doesn't experience romantic attraction, which is the it's exact the opposite, opposite of what, of what I we thought. Just talked about. Okay. So there's dark green, light green, white, and gray. 
Your dark green represents aromanticism, and your light green represents aromantic spectrum. So greens are seen as the opposite of red, which is romance and passion. So just flip it, and that's where we're at. And then you have your white, which for me makes sense that it represents platonic aesthetic attraction. Mm -hmm. And then your gray is your aromantic and demi-romantic people. So it's just literally the opposite of like asexual and demisexual. Switch that. Yes. That's what this represents. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So the next flag is my favorite flag. I think it's pretty cool. It's got some Greek history in it, okay? Ooh, opa. Uh, opa. Is that what they say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they usually say when they're... No. Don't go on your tangent. Tell me about this flag. So the lesbian labrus flag or labrus flag. I don't know how you pronounce it. We're not good on pronunciation here, Labia. but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Spinning that it's for lesbians. Yeah. Anyways, it represents masculine women. Mwah. Right oh, here. yeah. But I don't know if y'all know what a labrus or labrus or whatever labia is. <laughs> um, but it's an axe. It's a type of axe. And it's got two blades sticking out the top of it. It's essentially like a double-headed blade. Yep. And it's on the top of a black inverted triangle. Interesting. With a violet background. Ooh. So, okay, so they kind of took out those hyper-femininity colors. Exactly. They made it black with an axe on a violet background. <laughs> <laughs> they woke up and chose violence. So the black inverted triangle. There actually is some history with this. Back in World War II, Nazi Germany used to use them to mark homosexual women who did not meet their definition of femininity. So they would put a upside down triangle on their arm, similar to what the Jews had as their number on their arms. So they put that on the flag to kind of take some of that power back. And the labrus or labrus represents strength and empowerment. It was a mythical weapon used by the Amazons on the island of Lesbos. Oh! Some Greek mythology. <laughs> um, you know, they're all rumored to be lesbians. Yes. Um, violet background is associated with lesbians due to the poetry of the Greek poet Sappho. So that's so cool. Yeah, I, I really love when love there's like genuine like history behind it rather than just like you know your typical history, which is wonderful. But there's some that's depth pretty cool to it. The next flag. Okay, I these love these next flags. two. I was cackling I because love them. I just love that. Like even in a harsh world, there's representation for it everywhere. Everywhere. So the first one is called the bear flag. Rawr. So if y'all don't know what a bear is, it's a larger, rugged, more masculine man who presents in a very masculine way. So usually like a big, strong guy with a big beard, a lot of hair. Burly. That's what I'm Burly. Literally burly (laughs) like a bear. Yeah, there you go. So the colors are brown, rust, slash orange, yellow, tan, white, gray, and black. Interesting color palette. All of those colors represent the fur colors of different types of bears. Oh. Yep. Then there's a big paw print on the middle of it. Or on the, no, it's not in the middle. I think it's on, it's on like the left like the top corner? corner. Yep. And the paw print further represents the bear community. And <laughs> the opposite, the direct opposite of that flag is the twink flag. It represents feminine men. I think that took me by shock because I've just, it's in my head, like, don't call people that. Exactly. So, like, I think it just kind of took me It's off either guard. used in a bad way or in, like, a sexual way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the only people I know that use it are gay men that identify that way. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So the twink flag represents feminine men who really challenge the, you know, normal masculinity of males. The colors are pale pink, 
white, and pale yellow. I'm liking the pastels. All adapted for the soft feminine look. Oh, there we go. Pastels. Okay. So the pink is the femininity, yellow independence, and- There was a symbol on it, right? There's the interwoven pair of Mars symbols on it, which signifies homosexual males. Oh, okay. So what the Mars symbols are, are the two male symbols that mean like male gender. Yeah. They're like connected. So like just the, circle, the circles are connected yeah. or they kind of like lay on top? Yeah, they so, kind of lay on top of each other. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. This next one's actually one of my kind Fav- of like favorites. favorites because yeah, it's so, you connect with spirit a lot. Yeah, spirit is something that's very, very important to me. It's called the two-spirit flag. Ooh. And it essentially is for Native Americans, men, women, intersex, doesn't matter, who could be assigned responsibilities designated for either a male or a female tribe member. So essentially they kind of differentiate same way the harsh Republicans do with male and female. That's their differentiation. But their two-spirit, that's what they're called, is a two-spirit, can serve as the role for either. So they view nonconformity to gender as like someone bestowed this upon that person. Like a holy power. Yeah, like it's a it's a really fascinating thing to them and they really respect it. Like the healing mm-hmm. properties of that. I actually, I'm not going to go in depth with it because I don't remember it fully, but there was an episode, I believe, on Queer Eye where Jonathan was talking to a two-spirit and yes. it was actually really cool. Yes, Y'all should check I that out. That. I remember that. Yeah. What is the, what's on the flag? So on the flag, the feathers stand for masculine and feminine traits. Yeah, there's feathers? There's feathers. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, it's their flag. It's their culture. Understandable. So, yeah. But that represents masculine or feminine traits. In and nature. then Yeah. So then the circle represents how all of the elements can be combined to form another gender identity entirely. So are the feathers touching? They actually are touching. They angle up and they touch at the top. And then they also touch the circle as well. Gotcha. So it's essentially like the two feminine and masculine. Yeah, like the feminine masculine energy is feeding into the circle, making one different one energy entirely. Spirit. Yeah. Whoa, cool. It's it's really cool. But yeah, that was my little spiel on that. I really like that flag. I, love I think that. we have one more. There's one more. We saved it for last because, you know, recognition. We got to give it to everybody. The straight ally flag. Ally. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, because we give everyone representation, we have to acknowledge our allies who support us, who aren't a part of the community, because honestly, without them, we probably wouldn't be here. The straight ally flag is a rainbow flag in the shape of an A on top of black and white stripes. That's kind of sad. It is. So straight people are black and white, and then we give them (gasps) that pop of color. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) That's kind of what I'm gathering. Yes. to diminish any of the appreciation because we do appreciate you, but we lighten their life. Yeah, there you go. So we bring some color into the world. I mean, we're literally represented by a rainbow. Mm-hmm. So that kind of wraps up our 22 flags and their perspective, gender identities, and sexualities associated with them. But do yourself a favor, go research it on your own. Exactly. Get Learn some- something. And next week is our last part to my Pride series, unfortunately. However, Ooh. it is just in time for Pride Nashville. Heck yes, it is, which is June 24th. Yep, through the 25th, I think. Yeah, it's just that weekend. Yes, it is. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be handing out our new Lick It Up stickers. They're really cool. They're nice. They actually are. It's a nice quality sticker. Matt, good vintage type of sticker. (laughs) And unfortunately, Ivy's not going to be there because she's going to be in France. I know, but I expect everyone, be included, to go see Fletcher at the Lipstick Lounge. Oh, yeah. Support queer spaces, people. You got to do it. Nobody's going to do it for us. Right? 
<laughs> so with that being said, we'll see y'all next week and cheers to all you queers out there. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow Lick It Up on Instagram and TikTok at lickitup underscore podcast and Twitter at lickitup underscore pod. And if you didn't catch any of those handles, no need to worry because they will be in our show notes for this episode. We'll see you next Wednesday.